Welcome to the Poet and the Reader podcast. If you like all things bookish, then you have come to the right place. Hi, I'm Shanice. And I'm Vina, and welcome to a new episode where I'm unprepared and Shanice is overprepared. <laughs> yeah. Overprepared? I don't know. Dude, compared to me? I guess. You are extremely prepared. Yes. And if you hear background noises, we are at the shop. Yeah. And these, listen. This is Kew Gardens, guys. This ain't the background noises, all right? This is the sounds of the city. And if you don't like it, then, then I'm sorry. This is what you got. So skip this, this episode. This is it. This is it. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, Damn. This episode. Remind me what we're doing. <laughs> so we are doing Battle of the books the battle royale mm. of and yes we understand it is february but yeah that's okay we're vina's late to everything we're so. dominican you're dominican you are also dominican yeah but i'm not late to everything though all uh, right all right she's late to everything i'm 100 percent late 100 percent late <laughs> you're 50 percent of the time late I'm I'm like a good 35.5% <laughs> on time to places. No, I'm just kidding. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So, Battle of the Books. Yes. Last Reds. Yes. Which I attempted to accomplish, but did not did not meet my goal. Yeah. Um, but I think you should start, and I'll go in between your two books. Wait, you have one last red book? I'm going to pretend I, I last read this because I have a lot to say. And we're okay. going to talk about it right, all right now. All right, all right, all right, right. <laughs> and you know, she's fresh from just anger. So, th- you know, whatever. Shanice saw me turn pages angrily. I didn't see it. I heard it. You heard- <laughs> I heard it. It was pretty loud. Yeah, I was just like, and I laughed because I was just like, I hear you angrily turning the pages. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? All right. So everyone clapped for me because I read two books. Hey, two hey. went from zero to two. That's good. Started from the bottom. Now we here. You at two hundred percent. I'm at two hundred percent. Um, so I read Coven by Kit Seaton and my girl Jennifer Dugan. So Jennifer Dugan, I have read six books of hers, and for the most part, I do love her books. I am really in love with Some Girls Do and Melt with You, and I really like this story. But there's a but, mm. but. Mm. I'll save it for the end because mm. I don't think it's specifically this book. I think it's like more than this book. Okay. So this is a queer paranormal YA graphic novel. 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 <laughs> novel. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, MZ has always lived in, or MZ, MZ? I don't know. I feel like I'm not saying that right. MC, mm-hmm. whatever. Has always lived in sunny California and she'd much rather spend her days surfing with her friends or hanging out with her girlfriend than honing her powers as a fire elemental. But when members of her family's coven back east are murdered under mysterious circumstances that can only be the result of a powerful witchcraft, her family must suddenly return to dreary upstate New York. I knew it was upstate. Because I was like, is it New York City? But I was just like, Mm-mm, the house is given cat skills. It's given, I don't know, where where Kalima live. Oh, it's given that. You know what I'm saying? Um, So... There, MZ will have to master her neglected craft in order to find the killer before her family becomes their next target. So, are we still doing this year? Like, I picked the book because... Yeah, I love knowing that information. So, I picked up this book because I didn't read that many graphic novels last year, and I thought it would be fun to read. Um, And also, like, I love Jennifer Dugan, so I was just like, oh, she wrote this book. I was at the library, and I just grabbed it. I was just looking around, and I grabbed it Mm -hmm. um, by chance. But I think in general with graphic novels, I just want more. 
Like, you get, like, I just want yeah. more. I feel like, yeah. you know, I feel like the story just moves so quickly. And I didn't get to sit with the characters mm-hmm. or, like, know them so much. Like, I wish I would have loved, I would have loved to, like, know more than just a day of her life mm-hmm. in Cali, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, And I feel like it just skipped around too fast. Like, I was just like, okay, I'm in the scene. And then I was plucked out of the scene, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like I would have loved for it to slow down. But I think with graphic novels in general, or at least the ones that I've read, I always want more. Except with Saga, I feel like because there's 45,000 books in the series and not really, but possible, Mm -hmm. I feel like the story just moves so quickly, but it's a graphic novel, so I'm just toxic. Like, I know it's a graphic novel. I know you're not supposed to, like, it's not going to be long, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I want it. I don't know. I keep reading it, and I keep, like, having this toxic relationship with graphic novels. I feel like... The ones that I pick up, I know there's a second volume, so that's mm. why I pick it up. Yeah, this one does standalone. Yeah, I don't think I do standalones. And the one time I did it last year, I was like, eh? I didn't feel attached to anyone. I guess, but did so you read the Handmaid's Tale um, graphic novel, right? I've never read that book. I thought you did. I did oh, Kindred. no, Kindred. How did you like? I loved that one, actually. Yeah, that was good. It, would, it made me want to read the book. So you, I stand corrected. Yes, indeed. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Yes, indeed. Um, I live to be standard cor- stood, stood corrected. <laughs> okay, so I guess my quote unquote last reg. Well, not really. Wait, hold on. Yeah. Before we go on, uh-huh. go get your blanket. Thank you so much. <laughs> Let we me tell you. We should keep that in. We should keep that in. Let me tell funny. you guys. This girl looking like a Blues Clues episode. She got the notebook, the little, you know, you know, you got the Blues Clues like little oh notebook. My God. You look like you're about to yeah. draw you in a blanket because she got a blanket y'all like she's so old dramatic it's cold okay yeah, i'm but always cold you could just wear a sweater like you got a whole blanket i know i know i know anyway uh let's see what, what are we talking about <laughs> your last read okay guys transparency i haven't finished it i'm 50 pages from the end and the journey with this book is exactly like that <laughs> like the craziness of new york um dude i don't even know where to start so i'm buddy reading this with jules jules bless you my honey because she she did not dnf when i told her you can dnf she wanted to do this with me she did it at two times speed the audiobook okay she's like i gotta get through this right i don't blame you dude because i wish i could do two times speed um the book i'm talking about is ruthless vows by rebecca ross which is the sequel to Divine Rivals. Right, right. Dude, it is it is padding the essay for me. It's this what? Padding the essay? What does that mean? Has no one has a teacher is ever it, told you you're padding the essay? Is it like saying like more words that need that need necessary? Like It's like you are instead of saying he crossed the street, you're you're like using that little bit of a sentence to make a whole paragraph of right, 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 right. the street. Mm-hmm. So this book, dude, if you haven't read this and you don't want spoilers, I'm so sorry, but I had to talk about it. I have to talk about it. So we leave off on Divine Rivals that they're separated, mm-hmm. the main couple. And we know that one of them was like gravely hurt and the other one was like abducted by someone. And the way that she did not need this book for this series it, it shouldn't be a series it should have been one book because in this book you are reliving every single moment of the first book Ooh. you know why the amnesia trope oh when i tell you i wanted to burn this book <laughs> i have a private place at the store i could have done it anyway this book 
No, it works. It works, dude. No, the fireplace works. It does. Works? It truly does. You want to light it later? Anyway. Um, <laughs> I didn't know it worked. I thought it was just there. No, it actually works. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, anyway, so we're going through the whole, like, plot of the first book is in, is in this book. You're wow. reliving every single moment because he has to remember her. He has to remember why he's doing what he's doing. And then it felt like I could predict every single thing that happened. Wow. Because where else can it go from there? He gets his memories back. He reunites with her. Like, you know where the story is That's going. That's crazy. And then we have the gods, because apparently this is a fantasy novel. And I say apparently because it's very hard to tell that it's a fantasy novel. Was the first book also fantasy? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's gods, and they're fighting, and there's war. And, like, it is the most lackluster villain that I've ever met. Mm. Like, there's one point in the book where the main guy is like, can I go see my chick for a night? And he's like, yeah, go ahead. Like, that's not how a villain works, Yeah. And, like, when he's threatening you or saying something, he's not going to kill you. He's going to break your arm. That's that's his threatening levels. I I just... (laughs) Damn. Like, I know that teen books can be more, like... I don't know, grisly than this. This yeah. was like the tamest of the tame. Yeah. And I, I don't know how I'm gonna get through it. Well, you only have fifty pages left. I know, but you saw me you saw me turning those pages. You know, maybe you should just get the audiobook and just listen. I tried that. <laughs> okay, never mind then. <laughs> when I tell you I have given this book so many chances and I don't know why, because I could have DNF'd it. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take the book from yeah, you and yeah. then I'm gonna send you a voice note. Yeah. And it's, I'm going to be reading, I'm going to read, <laughs> I'm going to read the last one. Make it pages. interesting, make it interesting. Yeah, I think I can. Um, But yeah, this book dies tonight, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Okay. Yeah. So we're not talking about it the next episode? Nope. Okay. It's going to be a blank It never slate. existed, it right? It never happened. Okay, I got you, I got you. <laughs> Heard. Hi guys, this is Shanice from the future, and I just wanted to let you know that Vina told a bald face lie. And to tune in to the next episode where she will be continuing to talk about this book. That's all I wanted to say. Bye, guys. All right. What's your next one? Okay. So I read Flores and Miss Paula by Melissa Rivero. And this follows... I read the synopsis last episode, so I'm just going to go over it very quickly. So this follows Flores, who is 30-something. She works as a finance person as the at this high and aquarium startup company. And her mother, Miss Paula, works at Dollar Bills. It's been three years since Martin, Miss Paula's husband, and Flores' father passes away. And they still live in the same Brooklyn apartment, but they get a notice that they have to move. And this is not a spoiler. This was in the first chapter. Um, in the first chapter, Flores finds a note underneath her father's urn that translates to, forgive me if I failed you, remember that I have that I always loved you. And Flores is kind of wondering why her mother needs forgiveness in it. Um, Flores has had an amazing relationship with her dad, but not her mom. So this book kind of follows them just trying to navigate their relationship in the wake of grief and in not understanding each other. Mm. So I picked up this book because Lupita's Latinx challenge. And okay, so like I loved Miss Paula's point of view. I love it so much that it was kind of the only redeeming quality this book had. Mm -hmm. Right. I, and you know, I was reading, um, so like, so, so Flores works at this high end, like a startup company or whatever. And her boss's names are so alike. Like, I wish I remember it's Max, Nick, uh, 
Oh, it's, let me see if I have it. So I thought I was the only one. I thought I was bugging because I've listened to this on audiobook and I'm just like, okay, like maybe I'm bugging because sometimes like maybe I misconstrue something or whatever. But like this, uh, now that I'm trying to find it, I can't find it. Oh, here it goes. So like, yeah, so the Flora's narrative, like she was just so fucking boring i'm sorry like i there's some people that liked her and stuff like that and i did like the moments where she talked about grief because i feel like I, it was very like something that i could relate to i lost my mom and i feel like the same thing that flores did like i had to like take i had to like stop myself from doing it which is like idealizing or idolizing your relationship with the with your parent that passed away and it's like not remembering or like kind of omitting the things that were wrong in your relationship but i feel like flores does it and like she gave her father, like, so much grace, but not her mother. And I feel like there was moments that, like, judged her mom for things. But they're based off of the reactions that she had to, like, some of the things that the dad has done. And Flores doesn't know that the dad did it. And, like, Miss Paula kind of just, like, doesn't say anything. Because she's like, I don't want her to know, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just, I don't know. It's just, like, I, I love the, you know, because this is a Peruvian immigrant, um, Miss Paula's from um, Peru and like so she's in America and so like you get that um that that immigration story that migration story and and like that Latinx mother-daughter like miscommunication like Mm -hmm. you know feeling like you're like just all the things that you know you can um relate to but I just feel like I don't know I just feel like I would have loved this book so much if it was just Miss Paula's point of view and not Flores I didn't care about her point of view I kind of like just wait I like wanted to hurry up um and yeah, like I thought I was bugging, but like I went through the reviews on Storygraph and I saw that so many people were getting confused. I didn't know who the fuck was her boss. Like it was Max, Eric, um, uh, John and somebody like their names were so similar. I'm like, bro, you just picked four white names and just let it rock. Like it was so annoying. But yeah, <sighs> but I love Miss Paula. I feel like. I feel like Miss Paula had so much like um like a journey like like a cuz this was more like character driven mm-hmm. and I feel like Miss Paula's like character had like she changed so much through the book where like Flores didn't really change. I didn't care. I was just like, "Bro, like mm. nobody cares about mm. you." <laughs> but yeah. Did you tell me why you switched out of the audiobook? I was going in between the audiobook and the digital book. Mm-hmm. Um but like you know why, mm-hmm. but like for the podcast, um, mm-hmm. I listen to audiobooks when I'm like, um, doing stuff like laundry or like cleaning my room or like, you know, at work in the mm-hmm. morning, don't call nobody. <laughs> and <laughs> you know, like when I'm putting away the order, like when I'm doing the order, whatever, but like when I was at home and I wanted to continue reading this book and I was laying in bed and I knew that if I did that, I wouldn't have like, you know, um, stayed in the story. So mm-hmm. I got, um, I got the Libby version of it and, like, you know, listened to... I mean, read it. Right. So I was going in between both. And that, that's how I do it. If I'm really interested in the audiobook, like, so much that I wanted to read it at home, I would just download the copy, mm-hmm. the Kindle mm-hmm. copy, and also, if I if I had a hard copy or whatever. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. I went on a tangent, but that book made me... That book pissed me off. Mm. Yeah. I just wanted Did to... Did you rate it? No. I don't know what to rate it because, like... What is like, it? I don't even know what it is. What? Your rating. I don't know, because, like, I feel like I love Miss Paula's, like, story, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I love the grief. There was, like, moments in the book where I was just like, oh, okay, I really, I'm really interested in it. Mm-hmm. But, like, Flores is, 
Like, and also, most of her POV just existed in this boring-ass office, like, office drama. Mm-hmm. And somebody was like, this book should have just been called, like, Flores, oh, like, her point of view should have been, like, Flores at her boring-ass job or whatever, <laughs> like, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe, mm-hmm. like, a, like, a, a, like, a 3.25. Wow. Do you think I would like it? I don't know. Mm. Because it's also miscommunication. Mm. Like, y'all could have just spoke. Okay. Okay. Um, current reads? Current reads. I would love to be reading a book right now, but I'm not. I'm <laughs> still on Ruthless Files. But um, what are you currently reading? So, um, I'm reading I Have Never Known Men by Jacqueline Harpin. Mm. So, this is a deep underground this is deep underground. 39 women are kept in isolation in a cage above ground. A world awaits. Has it been abandoned? Devastated by a virus? Watched over by guards, the women have no memory of how they got there. No notion of time. Only vague recollections of their lives before. But as the burn of electric light merges day into night and numbness years pass, a young girl, the 40th prisoner, sits alone and outcast in the corner. Soon she will show herself to be the key to the other's escape and survival in the strange world that awaits them above ground. The women who will never know men. I really want to know what the hell is going on in this book. Mm. Like, I'm almost 100 pages in. This mm. book is less than 200 pages. And, and you still don't know. And I'm afraid to say anything because I feel like it'll... Like, I just don't know. And mm. also, like, the things I know, they're spoilers. What is it called again? I Who Have Never Known Men. I told you about this oh, book. Oh, yes. Yeah. I've seen people read this on it's the internet. It's so good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I really like it. Huh. All right, what else are you reading? I'm still <laughs> not participating. I'm also listening to an audiobook, and I'm listening to The World We Make by N.K. Jemisin. Hey, yo. And I want to say, like, the intro to that audiobook was so good. Really? Yeah, I really liked it. It was, it, it was some, it's something so small mm. because, like, I don't know. It just, I don't know. Mm. It just, it just goes along with the book, whatever. It's mm-hmm. like, I feel like it's from the villain. I don't know. But it was just the intro to the audiobook. It was like, New York presents, send, send. Like, I'm going to show it to you after, like, okay. but it's really good. Wait, so the characters again are named after the boroughs of New York? Right? Well, no, the characters are named their own names, but they're also representations of different boroughs in New York. Oh. Yeah. Is there a villain in this story? Yeah, there is. And what borough is it? It's not a borough. Uh. It's gentrification. <laughs> I it's love like that. it's I like the represent. It's like gentrification, like like all of that. Like that's mm. the villain. A woman. It's the woman in white or whatever. Like okay. yeah. Okay. So that's fascinating. Every great city has a soul, a human avatar that embodies their city's heart and wields its magic. New York, she's got six. So I'm not going to say too much because I feel like if I say something, like it's going to, like, I don't want to put the synopsis out and you want to read the first books, but right. it's, it's, um, I, I can't say too much. I'm just in the beginning mm-hmm. of the audiobook. I just wanted to talk about the intro. Like, it's mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. But yeah. Okay. And it's also like the narrator is, is good. Like mm-hmm. I'm liking it. I was just like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Is it different POVs? Do you get different narrators for each? No. Oh. I don't think so. Okay. But I feel like she changes her voice. her voice enough like she ch- it's not even her voice it's just 
the way she reads. Mm. And I love that. Like me and my coworker was talking about that because he's also like getting into audiobooks. And he was like, he was reading this one audiobook and it was a guy and he was trying to sound like a, a woman. Like he was, uh, he was just like, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, and it's just like, so don't do that. Just act like that person, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yep. I've DNF'd audiobooks over that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just get really mad. Yeah. Like just, just shut talk the fuck like up. yourself. Yeah. I'm just, just, mm. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Um, all right. Are we ready to battle? Yeah, we are. Okay. So we're going to battle our faves of 2023. Starting with January and February. Yes. January is so easy for me. Is it? I did not have a favorite book. Oh. So February just goes to the semifinals. Okay. Um, So no favorite for January. For February, I was torn because I read, let me tell you what I read in February. I read Open Water, which I adored. Right. Lessons in Chemistry, which also slapped, and Happy Place. Did you like Happy Place though? Ish. Okay. But I love her. Yeah. But again, it's it's but a pretty you, yeah, easy. Yeah, exactly. It's a pretty easy one. There were just good books. Um, Open Water is gonna make it to my semifinals. Okay. I'm saying semifinals like I know how many rounds are going, but yes. Okay. That's going to the next round. So I read in January. My favorite book was Station Eleven by Emily St. John Mandel. Yes. And I read Nine. Deathless Divide by Justina Ireland. And I just feel like I can't, in good conscience, not pick Deathless Divide. Because yeah. it was so good. And yeah. then, like, the first book was just, like, okay because it was setting up. But, like, mm-hmm. the second the, the second book was so good when they pulled in that dual P- POV. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know I was getting there. I was just like, what? <laughs> like, what? I'm nice. getting a dual one of you. Nice. And yeah. I had wanted that. Yeah. Whew. Very nice. Yeah, sorry if that was a little loud, but I was a little. <laughs> I'm I'm back there. I'm back there. You I'm back in. I'm back in February reading, like turning the page and be like, oh, we get her. Wow. We get her POV. That's cute. Yeah, and I still think about that duology. Mm. Yeah. Very nice. All right, so your two finalists are Deathless Divide by Justina Ireland. Oh, that's beating. Yeah, that's beating Emily, um, Emily Station from, Eleven, from which January. was a good book, but mm. and also absolutely. But the thing is, when I read Station Eleven, I read it after the pandemic. Yeah. That shit was making my heart beat like fast because it was like I can't imagine. We talk about how like how books now mm. they're not sa- like too much. Like a lot of books now are not that sad. Like they like trauma mm. reading mm-hmm. isn't like something that's like popular anymore. Mm-hmm. It's more like escapism. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it take me out of this world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like if I would have read Station Eleven, like, year Dude, before the I pandemic. I know. Like, I yeah. read it when we were at BN, and I can't imagine reading it now. Like, yeah. I just can't. Even when I read Severance by Ling Ma, mm. I, I still had that, like... And that was after 2020. Yeah, that was yeah. after 2020 when I read it. Good. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, but it was it was good. I was just like, oh, yeah, like, this is good. But, like, I was still, like, my heart was beating. I was like, damn, I know what we it's like this. to be in isolation. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. I can't imagine. So, yeah. Alrighty. Next round is March and April. Yeah. So, for March, it wasn't a tough decision because Stone Blind took my heart. Oh, yeah. Medusa took my heart. Uh, that book was really fun. I will tease that my next read is going to be by this author, which I'm very excited about. Okay. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be my March finalist. Okay. And then for April, I only read two books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
one was not great at all so immediately the other one comes in um so honey and spice by bolu babaloa okay is my finalist and if they're going head to head medusa wins yeah that was not even a competition yeah what about you um so i read watch over me by oh so this is march my favorite read for march is watch over me by nina lacour and that one is a good book it was a solid like book um talked about grief nina lacour does grief i for me personally nina lacour is the like is the best author for me that that like best represents grief. Mm-hmm. Like she writes grief so well and I'm just like damn, like I feel that, you know? Mm-hmm. So like one of my favorite authors does grief really well. Mm-hmm. Um and then I read in April my favorite book was Promises of Gold by Jose Oliveras. Oh my god. And I feel like I'm just stuck in a pickle here. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Because, like... <laughs> That's crazy. Nina LaCour is, like, one of my favorite writers, right? Yeah. But Jose Alavarez... de Oro. Yeah. Come All on. All right, relax with your little Spanish. Get out of here. <laughs> Come on. But Promises what? of Gold is going to take yeah? it. Yeah? Okay. So April okay. April's going to win. So right, right now on. I have February is the winner and April is the winner. Nice. Now, the next two months, mm-hmm. I am shooketh because the Vina from today would have picked another favorite book than I did in that month. Ooh. That's huge. Ooh. Okay. That's what huge. Is, but, what you... but this is the issue. I have now read two books by that author mm-hmm. that I would have switched it for. So I kind of know her style more and I appreciate her more after reading her second. Anyway, let me just tell you what it is. Okay. So... I picked for May The Rachel Incident as my favorite book. Okay. And that's by Carolyn O'Donoghue. But Biography of X was also one of my reads of this month. And that's by Catherine Lacey, who I adore. So do I go by my favorite of what I picked? Biography Biography of X was that... Pew. Oh. But Biography of X was about that book... That the wife had died, and then the other wife was like mm-hmm. writing the biography, mm-hmm. even though the wife didn't. Mm, yeah. That was a good book, though. Dude. Well, but I didn't Dude. even read it. I'm just like, that was a good book, though. I remember you talking about that. Yeah, I, 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 I basically read that. So, like, the me now remembers more my experience of reading Biography of X than the Rachel Incident. Mm. Even though I loved the Rachel Incident, but it has left my brain at this point. So, what do I do? Am I. Gonna keep the Rachel incident as my favorite? Mm, I don't know. You know what? Let's keep her there. Okay. Because Pew is coming up soon. <laughs> so, like, Rachel incident is gonna get May. She thinking about the future. <laughs> and then for June, it is such an easy choice. I would say then. But now looking back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I saw, I, I'm here because Vina's not prepared, so I'm looking at all her reads. Like, Dude. Like, I read Jay's City. Fonda Lee is my boo right now. I read The Undertaking of Heart and Mercy, which got one of my one of my three five stars. I read Trust. Dude, that was a great month. And you read Family Lore, and too. And I read Family Lore, yeah, which that's was my crazy. favorite book of the month. So I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep the favorites, which is Family Lore. And now if I battle them, Family Lore is the obvious winner. Okay. Yes. So, in May, 
I read Wild Seed by Octavia Butler. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That was my favorite book. Okay. But June, yeah. I read Family Lore ah. by Elizabeth Acevedo. Mm. And I'm like, hmm, how did I, f-? like, if I'm looking at Wild Seed, right? Like, yeah. I just feel like I love the, the, um, Xenogenesis series more than I like Pattern Master series. Mm-hmm. Even though I only read one book from the Pattern Master. Mm. But the Pattern Master series is really good. So I'm like, damn, like. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what's it going to be? I'm going to go with. I, I'm a, you know what? Are you going to switch it? What do you mean? No, you're not doing, you're not in the same case as me. Never what mind. do you mean? Never mind. No, what? No, are you going to switch, like, who you said your favorite was? But you only have one favorite. No, me. I had one favorite for each. So yeah. May, I read Wild Seed, yeah. and then June, I read Family Lore. So, like, it's hard, like. That's true. <clears throat> I'm going to go with Family Lore, mm. because I just feel like. Like I said, I love the Xenogenesis series more than I love the Pattern Master. Like, so I'm comparing it from there. Yeah. And then I'm just like, family lore, I just like, I feel like I identified with it more because it was just like, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like, what what's it called? Like, when it's like, I identify with this, so I had a better experience reading it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was meant for you. And Wild Sea got a little crazy, too. Like, <laughs> Octavia Butler be going some places, and yeah. I'm like... I, I see where you're going, but I don't want to go with you. <laughs> like, nice. Okay. You, you done? Yeah. All right. Um, so July. July, July, July. My favorite read was Songs in Ursa Major. Really? Yes, indeed. I because read a lot. down there, you got the, the Princess ah, Scandal. I'm going to stick with my favorite. Okay, okay, okay. I got you, I got you. And for August, I'm actually curious what else I read in August. Ooh, ah. Okay. <laughs> e, ah. <laughs> walla, walla, bing, bang. <laughs> um, so Pew was my favorite of the month, but I did read The Art Thief, which I adored. Yeah. It was one of, like, to nonfiction that I read in the whole year. So pick Pew so we could go on. But we're gonna pick Pew. Gonna yeah, pick because Pew. I just feel like you like the art thief, no, but Pew, like you like messed Pew me. messed oh. you. You wouldn't even speak about it. You was like, I need a I need a few more weeks Dude, with this. I still I still need time. Yeah. Um what's funny about Pew is that this is gonna be a side story. Um whenever, a sad story a or a side, side okay side okay story like a tangent. Yeah 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 um so one of our customers has a book club with all her girlfriends and she came by the other day. She's like, can you suggest something that we should all read? And I was fresh off the pew boat and I was like, listen, you guys will be speaking about this book the whole night because it's short, but you will like rethink your life. Yeah. And they picked it and I'm missing the meeting. I think it's tomorrow night. Oh yeah. 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 And I was like, I, I haven't been to like a random book club, but I would just sit there just to watch you guys talk about it. So I'm very happy to. Is it in them. person or? It's in person. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, it's hard. Um, they go to a rest a restaurant like locally and talk about books. Which I is love really that. Cute. I feel like, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like Pew did what Octavia Butler does in her books. You think so? Yeah. Huh. Because huh. I feel like huh. there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of like morality questions a lot of morality questions in her books Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. just xenogenesis alone Mm. just has so many morale morality questions Mm. that like you know yeah yeah Yeah. i think you should read 
Genesis series. I know. I want to read her and I want to read um. You James should Baldwin. read it this month yes. because it's Black History Month. I know. You I, read... I want to do James Baldwin as well. Yeah. Again. But do what I want you to do. But can you do Pew as well? You owe me a book read. No. You were Why? you were gonna do tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. You got it out of the library and you never read it. You see what happens with the library that I be getting <laughs> books and I and they be just the time constraint be fucking me up. So you gotta do tomorrow or you gotta do pew. Uh, Drink your poison. I'll talk about it later. All right. All right so you what? So Can what I you finish? Thinking? Oh, it's uh, it's pew. It's pew. Pew's the winner. Okay. Yeah. Overall. Yeah. Pew is going to the next round. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for my book, this is very easy. Um, Ephemera. I read Ephemera by Sierra Demolder in July. That was my favorite book. Mm. And I August I had no favorite. Oh. So automatic. Win. But but also that's gonna be difficult because I love Sierra Demolder. I have been waiting for years for her to put out another book, and okay. like I read that book in like. Are you like saying she's the days. winner straight out? No, I'm just saying, oh, okay. like, it's just going to be difficult because, like, I loved all these books, but goddamn, these next books going into the round, I really love them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, September and October. September. September and October. September is actually going to go to a poetry book. Okay. And that's going to be Plantains and Are Becoming. Ooh, that I still haven't read. Melania Luisa Mart that you started. Yeah. And haven't finished. Sometimes when I'm in an emotional state. Sure. I understand. Okay. Yeah, that's a... <laughs> mind like your business. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so that's my September pick. And then for October... Oh, man. You know, I'm a fickle human being. I'm very fickle. Um... En el Tiempo de las Mariposas by Julia Alvarez is going to get my vote. And now they have to battle it out, which is ironic because I both read these books in DR. Um, and they're DR stories. I'm going to go with uh, Julia Alvarez. Good. Yeah. Represent. All right. So I read in September The Oleander Sword by Tashi Suri. Tasha Suri. Mm. That was my favorite book. And then in October, my favorite book was... And it was hard because I read The Haunting of Alejandro, Alejandra mm. by V. Castro. And I read, and it was hard because I read Miss Major Speaks, The Life and Times of Black Trans Revolutionary. And I just... I love that book so much. I don't know. I have a lot of feelings. When I read that mm. book, I just had so many feelings about mm. how trans people are treated in, our, in, in other community. Mm-hmm. And... It shouldn't be like that, regardless. Like, it shouldn't be like that with anyone. Like, mm. we're a community, and, like, we need to treat each other with respect, and um, everybody needs to have a voice. Everybody needs to be, you know, mm-hmm. all that. So, like, I just feel like I, I there was so many conversations that happened in the book. And also, like, I loved Miss um, Major, and I love the fact that, like, it was a conversation piece. So, like, you were reading it in conversation, and, like, it wasn't something that was like, oh, here are this this fact, mm-hmm. this fact, mm-hmm. this fact. It was kind of like in conversation, you're learning all these things, and it just felt like a privilege to know all that stuff. Mm, nice. So I'm gonna pick Miss Major Speaks overall, because okay. I feel like the Oleander Sword, I loved it, but I feel like I don't know. I feel like there's I need to know what the next book is to ma- to make sure that this book didn't have mm-hmm. second book syndrome. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like. To, to know that, that this... Yeah. So I, I don't know, because I'm still on the fence of that. Right. I don't know. You never know until you read the last book. No, that's true. That's why I struggled 
rating Jade City and Jade War because I'm like, I need to see how the trilogy is going to end. Yeah. And then I'll go back and be like, okay, I enjoyed this one this much and this one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. The last two uh, to battle out is November and December. Mm -hmm. For November. (laughs) Um. Dude, I'm so bad at this. Uh, let's go with Vampires of El Norte. Okay. By Isabel Cañas, which mm-hmm. is super obvious. And then December, surprise, surprise, I read one book. And that book was Jade War. And that will be the pick for December. And if they had to battle it out, dude, Jade War was crazy. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. But Vampires of El Norte, I've never cried over a book so much. So much. But I also feel like going back to you, you don't know how Jade War sits in the trilogy exactly. until you read the last one. Exactly. So let's move on with uh, Vampires of Red Norte. Gotcha. So now my final contenders are Open Water, Stone Blind, Family Lore, Pew, and Tiempo de las Mariposas, and Vampires of Red Norte. I am mm. screwed. You are. You're screwed. <clears throat> So my last, so my November read was Don't Want You Like Your Best Friend by Emma A. Albin. Mm. And then my December read was Girls Like Girls by Hailey Kiyoko, Kiyoku. Did you like that book? I absolutely loved that book. Whoa, yeah. you're the first person to say that. Really? <gasps> really? Yeah. Maybe it's because, okay. Yeah. So I did not read this book. Like, I didn't read it. I listened to the audiobook. Mm. How was that experience? Does she read it? No, uh, um, that my one of my favorite audiobook readers read it, right? Oh, reads beautiful. it. So that I makes feel a like, difference. yeah, it does. Yeah. But my winner's gonna be "Don't Want You Like Your Best Friend" by Emma Albin yeah. because, like, that yeah. was I love that book so much, and it was just something that I was just like, what? I was gonna ask you something about that book. No, I've heard, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard critiques that it focuses too much on the parents' relationship. Is that accurate? I don't feel like it does. I feel like the it was like, so the way the book was described, and I hate this, like, thing, mm. was like the parent trap. Uh-huh. And I don't feel like it was the parent trap because they, like, I feel like it, it focused, it was on both of their relationships. It was a, it was a, I feel like it was a, a chunky book. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like I had, enough I guess time. I could see those critiques. Yeah. But I feel like it had enough time to, like, it was a part of the plot. Yeah, they they were necessary to the plot, but also like you want. I wanted to see them get together, though. Mm. You know, and I was I was rooting for the straights. Oh, <laughs> yeah, not yet. no, not the final okay. battle, but now February and April. Well, not February, and April, but now the two months. Okay. Oh man, why do we do this? This is why I feel like this is why we didn't record this episode until now. Yeah, I kept putting it off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to make a choice between open water and stone blind. Mm. And I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that at all. Yeah. Um, fudge. Cracker. Let's do... <laughs> I honestly don't know. What are your two finalists? My two finalists are Deathless Divide by Justina Ireland and Promises of Gold by Jose Oliveras. This is a terrible, terrible... Yeah, this is a terrible idea. Uh, Why do we do this every year? I don't know, but you want to do it. So let's do... Oh, fudge. I'm going to go with Stone Blind. Okay. I knew you was going to do it. Yeah, Stone Blind it is. What are you picking? I'm going to pick... Um, Damn. 
I'm gonna pick Promises of Gold. Wow, that's not where I thought you would go. Yeah. You love talking about Justina Ireland. I do. <laughs> All right, okay. I didn't like that. Okay. Okay. Um, my next two. <laughs> it gets worse and worse. The family Lore mm-hmm. and Pew. <coughs> oh, I'm sorry. I choked. <laughs> choked to death. Um, this hurts me. Yeah, for real. It hurts real. me so much. Um, I'm going to go with Family Lore. Really? Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day... Pew messed me up, but I remember more impactful moments from Family Lore. Like, Pew had a factor where, nah, dude, now I'm all, I want to switch. <laughs> no, nah, I'm going to stay with Family Lore. Family Lore it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> so, my next one is Family Lore by Elizabeth Acevedo and then Ephemera by Sierra de Mulder. Two greats. You're like, no, there's no... Ephemera by Sierra de Mulder. <laughs> there is no way. There's like no way. There is no way I'm picking uh, Family Lore. I uh, loved Family Lore. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But... Can we not do this next year? Yeah. No, we're going to do it, but... Fudge. Yeah. Okay, next up. Dude, this is bad. This is bad. How do I end up with... Okay. Again, Tiempo de las Mariposas and Vampires of the Norte. I can't pick... I honestly can't. You have to. <laughs> um, oh, damn. I hate this game. This isn't a game. This is life. <laughs> um, <coughs> guys, these are two amazing reads. And I just... I, I don't know if, how you do it or how you not narrow it down, but, like, I compare the experiences I had, like, what was happening in the moment so that Julia I was Alvarez reading. So Julia Alvarez is going to win. But Vampires Over at North, they got a five. Mm, did, did Julia Alvarez get one? She did not get a five. How are you rating these books? <laughs> you don't have to cut all these silences. Um, no, I'm going to keep them because I want them to know how stressed we are. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, maybe, maybe, maybe not. What are, your, what are your last two? Let's, let's okay, let's my last two are <laughs> Don't Want You Like Your Best Friend by Emma Albin. And Miss Major Speaks. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Vampires Over North Bay. Okay. Now here's my problem with this. Is that I had a really great time reading Don't Want You Like Your Best Friend by Emma Albin. I feel like I'm on a book. I'm still thinking about that book. However, I feel like Miss Major Speaks had a more impactful, like, I'm still thinking about that book because I'm like thinking about how I'm thinking about the community in Mm -hmm. my head and how, like, we go about situations. Like, I think about that. I think about so much. So I feel like I have to pick Miss Major Speaks because I feel like that one just, it just hits, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I just, I don't know. No, that makes sense. Yeah, so that's where I'm at. Okay. So now we're battling three books. Yeah. One of them is going to take the top spot. Yeah. So kick out your third your third book right um, now. Okay. Oh, you want me to rank what my what the, what the three books? Well, are? I don't want to I don't want it to are. be like an overall thing, but I do want it to be an overall thing. I feel yeah. like in our post or like when we talk about it, it's yeah. like the top 3 books okay. instead of it being like one, one book, book 
I feel like these top three books are like one, two, three. Okay. You know? Okay. Does that make it more helpful for you? Yeah, yeah. Thank okay. you so much. You're welcome. Because <laughs> I feel like, because I feel it's like, because I feel like all of these, like these books, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say nothing because okay. I just feel like. Okay. Alrighty. So coming in third place mm-hmm. is Stone Blind by Natalie Haynes. Really? Yes. Okay. Coming in third place is Miss Major Speaks. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Second place. <laughs> I hate this so much. Um, and I can't have a tie. No. <laughs> I'm giving you top three I books. Know, I know. Don't you? You give somebody an inch, they want to go a mile. <laughs> God damn. Okay. 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 Vampires of a North will be my number two. Okay. Okay. Making your number one? Family lore. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. My top two. My top two, but never top two. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, is Promises okay. of Gold by Jose Oliveras. Okay. And number one is Ephemera by Sierra de Mondo. Damn. Yeah. You kind of called it earlier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I just feel like... And that's poetry, yeah? It's poetry. So I have two poetry and wow. one nonfiction. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Because I feel like with Promises of Gold, like I love that book. Like it, he's an amazing writer and stuff like that. But I, I just, I just can't forget. And I, and I feel like maybe that's just my, because obviously, like the way that we rank books is our own, like our own, like mm-hmm. all, mm-hmm. all the criteria that we have to ranking right. the book. Right. Sierra de Mulder has been such an impactful person in my life since I started poetry, mm-hmm. and I feel like. I was waiting for the book truck to pass. <laughs> um, Sierra de Mulder has been such a. Uh, um, just as such an impactful person in my life, she's shaped my the way that I write poetry because, like, I've known her since I was really young. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, like, mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, she's like one of the first writers that I like. First poets. It's like it was like Rachel McKibbins and then Sierra mm-hmm. Demolder that mm-hmm. like you know and a- Alex. You know Alex. Like, yeah. Alex absolutely loves her mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. much. So right. yeah. Okay. Um, I feel what made the choice for me. Which I'm still thinking about, um, is that I got to meet Elizabeth Acevedo. I got to hear her talk about the book, and I feel like that influences the way that I appreciate the book now. Mm-hmm. Um, not taking away from Isabel Gañas like at all, because that book. I think the reason that I it's so fresh in my mind is because it was one of the last books that I read of the year, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I remember like vividly why it was so good, why I cried so much, as far as family lore i think i read it early in the year so it's like you know my brain but wait you pick family lore first i know okay i know i know i'm just saying like vampires are not there's more fresh in my mind but i know that family lore when i read it was amazing okay because i got to meet the author yeah yeah all right well we did it it was it was torture my god yeah it it is torture yeah I'm not looking forward to next year. <laughs> <laughs> me neither. Maybe I should read all these crappy books. Yeah, and for make real. it super easy. On yeah, myself. just read uh, like because uh, you're trying to read three to four. Just read two crappy books and then yeah. one good book, and then you'll be able to. Yeah. Well, too bad for your reading year, but you know. <laughs> you know, that's a good solution. Um, 
I think that's all we have for you. That is all. What's next episode going to be about? I don't know. Catch us on the flip side. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.